Hey everybody and welcome to the Wonder Church Podcast. I'm CJ, lead pastor with my wife, Nicole. This is a special podcast uh, where I'm going to be sharing some more thoughts um, that uh, I shared on Sunday just a couple days ago about 30 days of delighting in God. There were some things I didn't get to share in the message and I wanted to bring them to you. Um, Our church is going into 30 days of delighting. Uh, in God. And why are we doing that? Well, it's because on September 25th, we are relaunching our church. We are now in a new venue. We're at Redmond Middle School. Our first Sunday was this last Sunday. We have four weeks where we are fine-tuning our systems, our ministries, the areas, making sure everything is safe and, and good and fully staffed and whatnot. And so in preparation for a relaunch on September 25th, which is also when we are launching our small groups, um, <clears throat> we wanted to call all of us to something very important. More than any of our ministries, more than any of our systems, more than getting the signage right and the sound right and the whatever's working, you know, the the, the different things that we got to figure out. I heard that on Sunday in the Wonder Kids area, we now have an inflatable bouncy house and that at one point when the kids were jumping, the, the blower got detached from the tube to the bouncy house and the thing started to deflate and the kids are... <laughs> uh, yeah, so things like that. <laughs> I want to get figured out. Uh, but more than any of that, what we really believe God is putting on us as a mandate is to enjoy Him, to learn how to delight in Him, to be spiritually healthy. And I believe. People do not need another awesome service. They don't need another thing to do on a Sunday. They don't need another cool kids area or more music to listen to. What people need and what I desperately need is an authentic encounter with a loving and relational God. I need Jesus. And uh, I believe that's what the world needs. I believe that's what you need. We all need that. And so let's work on that. If you're on the Wonder Church leadership team, uh, a team leader or a volunteer or a covenant member, or if you're just listening in for fun, I encourage you, if you believe in Jesus, take, take this campaign on yourself, this challenge on yourself, 30 days to delight in God, to get your first love back if it is gone. So a couple of things I wanted to share with you uh, concerning um, this. First is that work takes love. Work takes love. There's this misnomer in Christianity that God just wants us to work for him. We sign up to become a follower of Jesus, and then we're given a bunch of to-dos. Okay, now you got to get your life right. You got to do this and this and this, and you got to get it all right. And God just wants you to do things for him. And uh, <clears throat> But what's interesting is that Jesus actually said, if you love me, obey my commandments, that there was a condition before we are to behave, we are to believe, we are to love Jesus, experience his grace, experience his love in our life. And from that place of fullness of love inside of our soul, we are able to give out to others to be everything we were made uh, to be. Jesus wants you to love him, not just do things for him. This actually predates what Jesus said uh, in the Gospels. It goes way back to creation in the uh, 
creation account in Genesis 1, the seven days of creation, the, the final day, the seventh day was the Sabbath day. And there's been a sort of a trend in the church this last uh, couple of years, a focus on Sabbath. And that's so cool. And God wove Sabbath into creation. Creation needs a day of rest. We all need a day of rest and delighting and celebrating what God has done. And that's the purpose of, of Sabbath is actually to delight in God, to recognize his provision, recognize his great work in our life, and delight in him. And so you can see that delighting in God is not just this new idea. This is, this is ancient. This is from the beginning of creation to delight in God. But it's not easy. Um, imagine you are in an interview for a job. And the boss hands you, you know, the job description and all the various tasks there. And he explains, all right, this is when you need to show up at work. This is what you're going to be working on. This is the team that you're going to be working with. These are the expectations we have for you. This is your time off. This is your paid vacation. This is your salary and blah, 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 who you're going to be reporting to, whatever. And you look at that and you're like, okay, that sounds good. I can do that. And then the boss takes all of those papers, folds them up and brings them back. And he looks at you and he says, okay. I'm glad you understand the job description. There's one more thing, and this is the most important thing of all. You need to love me. <laughs> You'd be like, okay, Michael Scott, you know, <laughs> of course, no one would, would take that job. No one would say yes to that. Instead, we'd be insulted. But who gives you the right? <laughs> you don't have access to that. You don't have access to my heart. This is a job. But when it comes to our God, our heart is on the table. He doesn't just want you to do things for him. He wants your love. And what's amazing about that, work takes love, but at the same time, love takes work. It's extremely hard to yield our love to God, to make him our number one affection. He is the target. He is whom we love and we delight in. And honestly, it just takes work. And for so many of us, what we have done is we have defaulted back from a relationship with God into a religion where it's just about doing work. And God wants you to come back into that. So work takes love. Jesus wants you to love him, but love takes work. Delighting in God is very difficult. I always get a little cringy when I hear people talk about falling in love. You know, uh, Whenever I'm around people who are, you know, dating or looking, so oh, I just love him. You know, he's just so cute. He's maybe maybe he's the one. You know, and uh, there's that initial spark of interest and intrigue and delight. I remember, man, when I first met my wife, I, I thought she was an angel. I thought that the worship team had recruited an angel on their worship team, and I was like, man, I met her at church and she was singing, and I I know what it feels like to fall in love and to be captivated. It's easy to fall in love. It's hard to stay in love. And we need to recognize that. We need to recognize that in our human relationships. And we also need to recognize that in our relationship with God. It takes work to stay in love. And so that's why we do, we're doing a 30-day challenge. And by the way, this is... <laughs> I hope that you understand that this challenge is not everything. 
This is one very, very small thing that we can do to awaken that love again inside of us. Super small. And here's the deal. I believe that the Holy Spirit will speak to you if you do this challenge and he will give you other things, things to surrender and things to, uh, to make more room for him or things to start doing for him or to encounter his love more. I believe that he will give you more guidance. So this 30 days of delighting is definitely not the end. Um, instead, just think of it as maybe this is a first step for you. I encourage you to consider this, doing this with me. 30 days of delighting. Every single day, take 15 minutes to delight in God's presence. Here's a breakdown. Here are some ways that you can spend that 15 minutes. Spend two minutes of silence. It's hard to enjoy someone to truly, uh, uh, yeah, Enjoy being with someone if you're not really with them, if you're not present with them. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's so easy for me when I am like going to go pray or be with God that I just like sit there for a while and my thoughts are like ping pong balls just flying off the wall all over the place. And I'm not being present with God. We're not examining my heart. I'm not pondering his heart. So take two minutes and just settle down. Just be silent and just let those thoughts settle. Two minutes of silence to be present. Do five minutes of reading the Bible, you know, and read something that expresses God's heart um, or how God's heart relates with the human heart. I really like the Psalms. I'm reading through the Psalms right now. It's a great, uh, I love just how it's a window into David's heart um, as well as into God's heart for David. But you can read other things too um, uh, in the Bible that would sort of awaken the character and nature of God. Spend five minutes reading and then spend five minutes praying or reflecting on Jesus' heart. This is what I just encourage you to do. Just when you're done reading, just take a deep breath and ask God, okay, God, I'm here to meet with you. Show me your heart. And just listen. See if he speaks to you. Most likely this is what's going to happen. You won't hear anything for the first couple days of doing this, but after a couple days, you'll begin to hear him speak to you. And uh, after that five minutes, write down what he says. Take three minutes to journal, write down some things that he either showed you about himself or he showed you about you. Do that for 30 days until September 25th. There's one more thing I wanted to add to this challenge that I did not talk about on Sunday. And that is for the next four weeks, prioritize having a 24 hour Sabbath. This is what Nicole and I do. We start Sabbath on Friday night at about 7 p.m. We light some candles with the kids. We have some pizza and we start our Sabbath and we go Sabbath from 7 p.m. Friday night to Saturday night, 7 p.m. Do something I encourage you with Sabbath, practicing Sabbath. I encourage you to do something that initiates Sabbath. You could light candles. You could play a worship song. You could even just ring a bell, like whatever, <laughs> a prayer. Uh, but do something that initiates Sabbath and ends Sabbath. Um, for more information on how to conduct or do a Sabbath rest, a day of delighting in God and resting in God, I encourage you to go to the Pete Scazzaro Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast and search Sabbath. And there is a two-part um, podcast on Sabbath. And in that one, Pete Scazzaro does a great job of unpacking not just what Sabbath is and why we do it, but then how to do it. Um, 
One thing I want to make abundantly clear, because I feel like this is one thing people usually forget or miss when it comes to Sabbath. A lot of you actually try and practice Sabbath. I know at Wonder Church, we, we've stressed that a lot. One of our values is unhurried and unstoppable. I know that you guys try to practice Sabbath often. Um, but one thing I think we forget is that Sabbath is not a me day. It's not a day for selfishness. It's not a me day. I know that me days are trendy. Like I just need a me day. I just need a day for me to do whatever I want. That's not what Sabbath is. Uh, Sabbath is a day for delighting in God and resting in him. Uh, Pete Scazzaro talks about this just a little bit in his podcast, but I just mentioned that the original Sabbaths, um, no one in the house worked. And so the owners provided the meals for everybody else, even the servants and slaves, everybody in their household, the guests that were over, those people, they served everybody else. Um, Sabbath is a day, not just for being selfish, but actually a day for loving and serving other people. And that's why I believe that serving in a ministry, serving at a church on if your Sabbath day is Sunday, I think that's totally appropriate for you to love someone from this delight and this love for God that's inside of you to love somebody else and serve them in some way. That is incredibly life giving. So now obviously you don't want to spend six hours on your Sabbath day serving. <laughs> that probably would be too much. But, but uh, the point is just simply this. This is not a me day. This is not a day where I just like, I just want to be selfish and just do whatever I want. No, this is a day for delighting in God. And so with that too, if you've gone through your Sabbath and you didn't spend any time with God, didn't spend any time delighting, enjoying his presence, worshiping him, then you did not Sabbath correctly. And you most likely do not feel fulfilled in your soul. Maybe you feel rested physically, but your soul is not fulfilled. And that's because that day of Sabbath is for delighting in God. Delight in his provision. You don't need to work. Remember, he's your provider. He is giving you this day as a gift. Delight in his forgiveness. Yeah, you might have shame, you might have guilt, but on this day, focus on that you are forgiven and made right with God by Jesus Christ. You can stand before him fully accepted and forgiven. Delight in his blessings. Look around you. We live in the Pacific Northwest. This is the most beautiful area in the world, I believe. Delight in this creation that he has created. Delight in the friends and the family that are around you. Delight in your church community. Delight in your home or your residence or your kids or your spouse or your, you know, whoever or whatever. Delight in the blessings that he has given you. It's a day for delighting in God. So for this dirty 30 days of delighting, um, 30 days, 15 minutes a day, just to delight in God. And one day a week, 24-hour Sabbath, where you are focusing on delighting in God. What would happen if we were people who really loved Jesus? We knew his heart. We knew his heart towards us and towards the world. Our soul would be full. We wouldn't be negative. We wouldn't be, be desperate in, a, in an unhealthy way. Uh, we would be full in our soul. We would be able to love other people from a place of fullness, not emptiness. We'd be able to do ministry that is actually life-giving. I believe that the world would be drawn to people who really love 
Jesus. If we just focus on, I just, God, I love you. I believe that others are looking for that exact same thing. And uh, when they see it inside of you, when they see it inside of me, they'll be drawn to that. There's some people in my life who really, really love Jesus. Um, I think about my uh, uh, Rick and Drusy, who are some some of our core team leaders. They're also my uh, in-laws. And uh, every time I'm with them, um, when we're done talking and I walk away, I feel more in love with Jesus and, and wanting more time with Jesus. What if we were all people like that? That whenever somebody interacted with us, they could sense this love for God, this fullness, and that they would crave Jesus when they are with us. That's my prayer for you, Wonder Church, that when you are filled with the love of God, that you would be everything you are made to be. I'd like to end this podcast by reading Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. This is my prayer for you in these next 30 days. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Blessings, everybody, in this next 30 days. Believe that it is going to be absolutely life-changing.